Welcome back, humans. In today's episode, I am going to teach you how to look devout. How to look like a person who is very devout. It'll make sense once I get into it. I'm going to read from a book called The Spiritual Life, a comprehensive guide for Catholics seeking salvation. This book was written by Father Jean-Nicolas Gru. If you've already been listening to my podcast, you will know that I have already read from this book before, but it was a, a much shorter meditation that I had found in Magnificat magazine. Now I have the actual book, and I found another section that I felt was worth close examination. This is the second chapter in this book, and it is titled, Understand What It Really Means to Be Devout. And we'll begin with the definition. That's how this chapter starts. It reads, the word devotion, which is derived from the Latin, answers to that of devotedness. A vowing of ourselves, a consecration of ourselves. A devout person is, then, a person devoted to God, consecrated to God. There is no stronger expression than that of devotion to mark that disposition of the soul of a person who is ready to do everything and to suffer everything for him to whom he is devoted. Let me read that sentence again. There is no stronger expression than that of devotion to mark that disposition of the soul of a person who is ready to do everything and to suffer everything for him to whom he is devoted. So that means if you're devoted to a certain person, then you are going to be willing to suffer and do everything you can for that person you're devoted to. This chapter goes on to say, The devotion to creatures, I mean, of course, that which is lawful and allowed by God, has necessarily its limits. So if we're devoted to a creature, it has its limits. We can't give everything to that creature. The devotion to God, however, has none, and can have none. As soon as the least reserve, the least exception, intrudes there, it is no longer devotion. So if you are devoted, say, to your significant other, your spouse, that's a good thing. God allows it. But it has limits. When you're devoted to God, on the other hand, you can have no limits. And there cannot be any kind of reservation. There cannot be any exceptions. There cannot be anything that intrudes. Because if there is anything that comes in between you and God, then it is no longer devotion. This chapter continues, True and solid devotion is then that disposition of the heart by which we are ready to do and to suffer, without exception or reserve, everything that comes from God's good pleasure, everything that is the will of God. And this disposition is the most excellent of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We cannot ask for it too often or too earnestly. And we must never flatter ourselves that we have it in its perfection, because it can always go on increasing either in itself or in its effect. So, if we pull out of that, we find that devotion 
is actually a gift of the Holy Spirit. True and solid devotion, which makes us willing to do and suffer without reservation, giving everything to God. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And we can never ask for it too earnestly. But, he says, we must never flatter ourselves and make ourselves think, think that we have it in perfection. No, can't do that. So then, this chapter continues and says that devotion is interior and lasting. We see by this devotion that devotion is something, this definition, excuse me, we see by this definition that devotion is something most interior which has to do with the inmost life of the soul, for it affects that within us which is most spiritual, that is to say, our understanding and our will. Devotion consists, then, neither in reasoning nor in imagination, nor in anything that is sensible. We are not devout just because we are able to reason well about the things of God, nor because we have grand ideas or fine imaginations about spiritual matters, nor because we are sometimes affected to tears. Again, devotion is not a thing that passes, that comes and goes, as it were, but it is something habitual, fixed, permanent, which extends over every instant of life and regulates all our conduct. The principle of devotion is that with God being the one source and the one author of holiness, the reasonable creature ought to depend on him in everything and be absolutely governed by the Spirit of God. He must be always attached to God in the depths of his soul, always attentive to his voice within him, always faithful to accomplish what he asks of him each moment. We'll stop there. I want to unpack a few things that I just read, especially the section where Father Gru says, we are not devout just because we are able to reason well about the things of God. So that can be understood as just because you understand theology, just because you've read some deep books and you actually understood them. That doesn't mean you're devout. That's a good thing. It's a wonderful gift. It's a nice thing to have, but that doesn't mean you're devout. Nor because we have grand ideas or fine imagination about spiritual matters. If you have some sort of vision about something, if you had a dream about something, and you say, oh, well, that's a gift from God, well, it may very well be. Again, just like you understanding theology, it's a good thing. It's not something to scoff at, but, however, it does not mean that you are devout. And finally, nor because we are sometimes affected to tears. This is affected. A-F-F-E-C-T-E-D. Affected to tears. To affect something is to make it feel something when it comes to a person. To be affected means it makes me feel a certain thing. So he says, just because you cry during devotions, just because you cried at Mass, or you cried when the choir sang, or you saw a beautiful statue or a beautiful painting, and it moved you to tears. Well, that's a nice thing. It's not something to laugh at. It's not something to make fun of. But, again, that does not mean that you are devout. 
what means you are devout? What constitutes devotion? Plain and simply, he says, the principle of devotion is that with God being the one source and the one author of holiness, the reasonable creature ought to depend on him in everything and be absolutely governed by the Spirit of God. He must always be attached to God in the depths of his soul, always attentive to his voice within him, always faithful to accomplish what he asks of him each moment. The only way that you can be considered devout is if you are willing to give every breath, every moment, every thought, every emotion, every single aspect of your being and your life to God, then you are devout. If at any time you have reservations, if at any time you see God's will and you say, I don't want to do that, I would rather do something else, that is not devotion. You must at all times be willing to submit yourself to the authority of God. Now, you may feel, oh, I don't like this. This is, this is difficult. I don't like what God is asking me to do right now. And that's fine. But if you sit there and brood and say, I don't want to do this. I am not willing to do this. And you allow that to grow and you get in the habit of doing that. It's not devotion. Because as Father, Father Grew also says, devotion is something interior and it is something that is habitual, that is fixed, that is permanent, which extends over every instant of life and regulates all our conduct, all of your behavior. Something habitual means that you, you do it on a regular basis. Every single day, I practice submitting myself to God. Every thought, every word, every deed, every emotion, every decision... Every single day I spend all day giving those things to God. If you do that, that is devotion. So, that's why I have titled this episode, How to Look Devout. Because we can see a lot of people who, oh, they are very moved by holy things. And we think, oh, that person is very devout. They may be. But we don't know. We don't know what their life is like. We don't know how many times they may have said no to the will of God. Just because there's somebody who's written a lot of theological books. Somebody who is very smart, very intelligent, uses very long and multi-syllabled words. We can say, oh, they're, they're very devout. They love God a lot. Again, that may be true, but... We don't know that for certain. We don't know how many times they may also have said no to the will of God. We don't know what their sins are. It's not a nice thought to sit and think, well, that person has probably committed this, that, and the other sin, and I don't encourage that, and neither does God, and I'm sure Father Gru would not encourage that either. But what he is exhorting us to is don't think that either you or other people who simply are very intelligent or 
very affected, very moved by holy things, or have lots of, of ideas in your head about spiritual things, don't, don't think that because of that you are some very devout person. Nope, that would be flattering yourself far too much. And on that note, I am going to close with an introduction. Sounds kind of strange, but what I'm going to say next is going to lead into the following episode. In my personal experience, there are many people who have seen me go to Mass wearing a veil and sitting very quietly and very attentively, you know, paying attention to Mass. I'm not distracted. I'm not on my phone. I'm not doing this, that, and the other thing. I'm very attentive. And they say, oh, she's very devout. Okay. But... I can tell you there have been many times in my life where I've said, nope, not going to do that. Sorry, God. Just not feeling it today. And they don't see that. They don't know that. They don't know that's what happens in my life. I've experienced it. Everybody has experienced it. So that's why Father Grew wrote this book. And made it very clear that we should always be cautious about thinking ourselves very devout. Because the only way you can be devout is if you are willing to give all of yourself without reservation to the will of God. It's not an easy thing to do. So, with that, I'm going to close this episode. And I am going to wish you, again, a very happy Easter. We are in the Easter season now. I wish you a very happy Easter, and I hope sincerely that you will tune in to my next episode. And furthermore, I hope that if you have enjoyed these episodes, you will share them with everybody you know, especially those who need to hear it or would like to hear it. We're going to have a little music again to take us out.